0: everyone's pointing at me welcome to the between us agents podcast for everything that we talk about is literally just between us agents don't share this with your clients please this is that would be very embarrassing but here we go (laughs) a couple topics that we're going to cover today do ice baths actually sell you sell more houses i'm just kidding that's a that's a come on you guys know, I'm actually every, getting really every...
1: into like the idea of cold plunge and sauna. So I thought that that was a serious topic. It was not pre-discussed. So I was a little caught off guard, but I'm totally down. Let's talk about ice baths. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that was just like really a fake topic. I, Got it. I, as I was walking into the room, I said, I was talking to Susie who was doing uh, my wife, who's doing cold plunges this week. Cause I bought like five bags of ice and Amazing. I'm like, we're going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went to go do it together, not at the same time, but we went to go do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I was in there, I was in and out.
1: You're done. That was it.
0: That was, mm-hmm. it. That was all I could do. We filled we filled our tub up with some ice mm-hmm. and I literally went down. My butt hit the bottom and then I went up and then that was Shut it.
1: Up. <laughs> I literally just did a class. It was called like Nordic sauna. And so you alternated. Mm. You did like 20 minutes in the sauna, sweating your you-know-what off, and then you cold plunge for three minutes. And Mm. it was, I mean, life-changing. I'm literally addicted. I want to do it every day.
2: God forbid you go down the rabbit hole for cold plunging and hot saunas. That's the entirety of what you'll see for the next few weeks. I went down a rabbit hole one time and found out that there was one in which you could just do in your shower. If you don't want yeah. to fully immerse yourself, like Robbie did, take butt to the bottom of the tub and pop back up. <laughs> shower, cold shower to the face and to your chest for two minutes. That's what I heard was a yeah. good alternative. See,
0: that is different. This was with five 20 pound bags of ice. Yeah. Oh, no it was a different experience. <laughs> okay. I think mm-hmm.
1: we're gonna like make one out of a freezer and put it in our garage and it oh, There you go.
0: They're not that. They're honestly. They're they're, that that hard. there's hard. Yeah. Yeah. They're those like you just get like a fifty gallon barrel. How mm-hmm. did this? This was not supposed to be a topic, <laughs> but here I we know, But it's so
1: good. You know what it's all about though, Robbie is like mental perseverance.
0: Yes, Susie good? did it for forty-seven seconds, and I don't understand how. Mm. It's a pain. Forty.
1: Once you get past like the first ten seconds, do you guys listen to Andrew Huberman? Um, seconds, do you guys listen to Andrew Huberman? At all? She was
0: also in labor for four days. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Go During ahead. During
1: the cold plunge?
0: No. Went, <laughs> like I'm just talking about pain tolerance. Sorry. Here we go.
1: Let's get to the real topics.
0: Yes. Okay. The real topics. Um, not not ice baths. That's different. Um, we're gonna go on. First-time homebuyers are optimistic on buying, despite the volatile interest rates. Um, Second, YouTube is the perfect marketing tool. Three, how many times do you have to follow up to win over the client? Second to last, we have our personal AI photo shoot experiences (laughs) that we all did separately. And um, Sean's Would You Rathers to clean up the episode back again amazing 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 yeah so moving on from ice baths which i think sam was about to go on a rant again (laughs) and i just got just (laughs) and she cut herself off (laughs) she cut herself off but honestly i was kind of looking forward to hearing that so maybe that is for another episode yeah Yeah, we can circle back on that um let's move on first time homebuyers optimistic all right TD Bank surveys first-time home buyers are optimistic about bu- becoming homeowners, saying it's a good time to buy despite the volatile mortgage interest rates and the low inventory. Its survey um, did a pulse that found over half, 54% of survey respondents say they are going, they're doing better financially today than they were two years ago, thanks to part two, the cooling inflation. Um, consumer perception of the economy and housing affordability may not be glowing right now, but rising rents are driving more of them towards home ownerships. Hello, that's me. Um, but anyways, I think that is actually pretty positive, um, that first time home buyers are saying, you know what? I'm sick of renting. It's a good time to buy. Because like we always say,
2: Yes, that's true. But or the interest rates, yes, that's oh. fine. But like the rental, that is an untapped just the thing rental that they can go up. Right. Oh yeah. Definitely. The fact Whoa. that it can go up X amount and you can't say or do anything. Obviously that'll drive some people of disinterest out of renting, of course. Yeah. But now that they actually have the ability to negotiate again, I mean obviously that just speaks volumes to first time home buyers actually having a hat to throw in the ring, if you will.
0: right yeah i mean i think that it is it's super interesting that i mean i guess i'm in the same boat not that i'm not that i'm worried about the rising the rising rent because of where i live but just because rising house prices yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. not just not just rising house prices but also okay like oh let's say that i was to myself all right let's wait five years What's going to be in? What's going to happen in five years? Everyone six months ago said that housing prices were going to fall, twenty yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. But here we are, first quarter, and housing prices are up. In Florida, I can't really speak for other parts of the country, but at least in Florida, housing prices are up.
1: I wonder though if first-time homebuyers are feeling as optimistic in Florida.
0: Like depending on where you live in Florida. Right. Like it's
1: not as negotiable in some places, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think they also just got comfortable rates got comfier after they dropped under 7%. It doesn't seem like such a frenzy because that's not what the media is reporting anymore. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a comfort after some time of exposure kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And especially the amount of work from home positions that are out there now where people have the luxury of working wherever they want to. Obviously, being closer to family or anything like that obviously drives people to move to more tropical climates, if you will, for Florida, but having that luxury to move to wherever you want, obviously, people are going to settle up to what they love to do most. I mean, obviously, dealing with the crazy winters that are out there, most people don't want to do that anymore, to where they're shunned in for, what, three, four months at a time, so... Imagine not being able to walk outside your house for
0: four months because that was my life for 21 years.
2: That's insane. (laughs)
1: Unbelievable. What do you do inside for that long?
0: um, Well, when you're in the Midwest, you make bigger families.
2: (laughs) This is true. This is true. My in-laws, my father-in-law is one of 10 and my mother-in-law is one of seven so oh yeah, yeah you're from michigan I can speak to that i'm not my whole oh, my, okay. my wife's whole side is from michigan mm. so
0: yeah definitely interesting i mean um yeah i think that um it was first off it came from the survey came from a bank but i also want to know, it doesn't say that it was millennials that were the majority Mm -hmm. of the survey. It said first time home buyers, but there's definitely a lot of people that haven't bought homes that are probably, um, that are of all ages, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, even it, it kind of, it says later in the article, um, that housing prices, even as housing prices fluctuate across the US, uh, first time home buyers are optimistic becoming homeowners, with 39% believing now is still a good time to buy. So, um, I mean, I always say you buy when you find the right house that fits, that's in the budget, that fits your family's needs. And I think um, a lot of times millennials just look at the monthly payment. So yeah, if you sure. look at I can afford that monthly payment they're not really looking at the interest rates.
1: I think that we've been kind of trained to look at it that way though, right? If you go to any like website and you're looking to do some online shopping, right? Whenever you go to check out, it says you can do this for as low as like $22.67 yeah. a month for the <laughs> next 18 months. Yeah, and you're okay. just buying like a pair of shoes or something, right? I don't think right. that maths, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. You can finance anything as long as you can afford the payment, and I don't know that that's a super healthy way to look at your finances,
0: especially when you're trying to buy a house. Come on,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we try to keep our minimum, our payments to a minimum. Don't go out buy that car. Don't go out buy that. Get that personal loan. Please don't use Apple Pay um, to (laughs) get the. (laughs) Yeah, the Apple Pay finance, like the.
1: Oh, you're talking about like financing through financing,
0: Apple. like through Apple Pay to like buy that like
2: $1,500 MacBook. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it is.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Sean, what were you going to say? Have you guys had somebody on your team as of recently that they have had their buyers finance something and the deal crash and burn? Or you experience or somebody on your team that's happened recently? Not lately. No. Not honestly. Lately. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good to hear. Yeah, But not... I think
1: the car market's pretty dead right now, so I don't like, oh, that's true that's not as big of a concern.
2: <laughs> right, unless somebody's financing furniture or whatever the case may be.
1: But... Right.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. people are like, would I rather have a car or a house? I
0: don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know, I don't know. All right, um, YouTube. Can be an effective and sometimes underappreciated real estate marketing tool. Can help agents reach a wider audience of prospective clients as search engine for leads. More than fifty-five percent of people who look for products on Google then go to YouTube to learn more before buying. I'm really kicking myself for not really having a YouTube channel, you know. And this is something that I've been I really wish that I started in 2020 when I mm-hmm. when I um, when everything went virtual. Everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, at this, at that time in 2020, I knew
2: the right thing to do and I'd into it. Right. We have somebody that's on our team who, obviously, the two of you definitely know who he is that started his following not, but maybe two and a half, three years ago. And obviously has grown his traction on YouTube um, to upwards of, I think he's at 30, just under 30,000 subscribers. Enough for him to say, based out of some of the divisions that we have in our group, to solely go into his own sphere of influence. He does not need any kind of added sphere or added leads to his database. He doesn't need that because he's solely getting his leads off of YouTube now. For 30,000 subscribers, obviously making income off of YouTube as well as the advertisements off of it has even led to some of his recruiting efforts. Um, I know in the conversations I've had with him over time I ask him well, what why is it that people most people fail when it comes to starting up YouTube and he said honestly they'll put out one or two videos and don't put anything else out for six to eight months so it's a really infrequent thing inconsistent thing and his content has gotten fine absolutely fantastic and you could see each video that he makes gets better and better over a certain period of time but he said he's tried training people. He's tried teaching how to utilize the platform, how to use YouTube at a high level. He said that people just don't stay consistent. It's so unfortunate for that. I know myself, I'm definitely kicking myself because that if there's any platform that's going to be one of those things to where you can reuse and repeat, not just Instagram and Facebook don't have their place in this world for the amount of impact that reels and posts do, but YouTube is consistent because you don't know whether that person's video is Two days old or two years old, and they're still building views and traction based off of what's going on out there. So, Hmm.
1: interesting. I am not like a YouTube kind of person. I feel like there's a thing about how, like, you get stuck in YouTube wormholes for like outwards and Mm -hmm. rabbit hole, right? For hours and hours Mm -hmm. and hours. I have never in my life even been on YouTube that long. Like, I hate it there. Wow. But I know that some people do. So YouTube would definitely not be my content platform. I absolutely see the value. and know the agent that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to figure out what works for you and what, what you're attracted to. I don't know why, sure. but I'm obsessed with TikTok. Like I will skip over Googling something <laughs> and just go search it on TikTok like a freaking Gen Z-er. Um, But people yeah. do that with YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on what you're attracted to.
2: Because yeah. what is YouTube now? YouTube and TikTok are basically what the search engines after Google to be able to find how to do something, right? Mm-hmm. I know I'm sure TikTok is definitely trending upwards, but YouTube and their vast library of things that you know how to do is obviously what, what the second search engine that people will go to to find out how to exactly do stuff. So,
0: yeah. The The nice part about YouTube that I think is interesting is that you don't need a like a large subscriber base i think that Mm. um to to really have a impact or like an roi um you can create you know um let's just say you did a video a week and they're not that good but then you find i mean they're okay you know but if you're consistently doing that the algorithm the algorithm is going to pick you up And they're going to put you in um, front of people. Um, And yes, I know that agent as well. And I believe that he said he started gaining traction after his his fourth video. Mm -hmm. Um, And his goal was not to um, grow a large following like other Mm -hmm. platforms. His goal was to literally just find buyers and and find sellers. And so if you create four videos and all of a sudden you find one buyer, well, that's definitely going to make you want to create four more videos and find another Mm -hmm. buyer. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But I think that that's a common myth amongst all of the different social media platforms is that you have to have this like huge following. I mean, I know that mm -hmm. I use my social media differently than like an agent would to find potential clients, but I'm using it. Sorry, if you follow me, I'm using it to recruit you and build my team
2: (laughs) and grow brand awareness (laughs) in my local
1: market. (laughs) And like the, the conversion on such a low following that I have right now has been insane. Like it's, it's way exceeded my expectations. And I think I still have less than like twelve hundred followers. So I think it's truly what you make of it and how you, um, what's the word, how you capitalize on the opportunities that are presented to you from the content that you're posting. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's about the. We talked about this last week. It's it's really about the the relationships that you build throughout throughout it. You know, mm-hmm. Sean is not like a social media person, but the, the but what? utilizing video and when you when you were in production, that's that's really what it, it was about. Is right. your social media wasn't necessarily the mainstream social medias, but it was more. Mm-hmm. Video target content and and literally, I'm gonna make this video for you, and you're gonna Mm -hmm. and you're gonna respond. We're gonna have a good (laughs) conversation about
2: it, (laughs) whether you like it or not. I think that's (laughs) my favorite thing about that short form content, to where it's very direct. I could sit there and make evergreen content all the time, but one of the ones which I found over a certain period of time, the more controversial you are over that short form content for. Mm Telling somebody actively do not do something. I kid you not. Obviously, Robbie, your wife was a teacher in the past, but it was like one of those dry erase paddles. I literally wrote on it, please do not open," or please do not open and watch this video. I put that on a paddle. I probably had like 50 views off (laughs) of that one thing. And I probably sent it to probably half or a quarter of my database of people I've never contacted before.
0: That's awesome. But then there
2: was people actively watching it over and over and over again. Content wasn't amazing. It was just saying, hey, I saw that you saw my paddle. I guess you are one of those rebellious type people. Thanks for <laughs> clicking the video. Wanted to let you know our website's changed. Your search has changed. All of this stuff. Call me tomorrow if you want more information on that. So I love that. It's just <laughs> something amazing. so simple, so silly, but it worked for people. So, Yeah. That personalized
0: content works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Moving moving on. How many times do you have to follow up to win a client over? Sam? Oh gosh.
1: Until you convert them. <laughs> I just had this mm-hmm. conversation two times back to back. I normally do all my one-on-ones on Wednesday. I had some spillover today. And it's, it's like putting yourself on replay because everybody almost has that same mindset of like, well, I called them and they didn't answer. So why would I call them again? They clearly don't need me. And I wish that I could just shake some agents. I wish I could shake myself back then, too, to be fair. Mm-hmm. it's They don't know you. Like, whoever you're calling, if it's somebody in your database, if it's somebody, you know, a friend of a friend, they don't know you. It's not a personal dig that they didn't answer your phone call that one time. And it takes, what, 10 seconds to call somebody and then not answer? So let's say you call them once a month for the next 24 months. That's 240 seconds. At the end of the day, who cares? And if ultimately it ends up in a transaction and you end up making a commission, $3,000, 6000 dollars $9,000, Was it not worth that 10 seconds a month? So I don't think that there's any magic number. I try to tell my agents to aim for at least 14 touches in those first two weeks. But even then, a lot of them. So, what are your touches?
0: Like, is a touch a phone call or text? What is it?
1: I was raised in real estate by a man from the eighties. And he believed that if you were not dialing, then you were doing it wrong. And I carry that with me now into my team leadership. (laughs) And I believe firmly in the power of the phone call, even though yes, I'm a millennial and all of my agents wish that I would just give in and just let them text. Mm. I think that the, the phone call is where you build rapport. I've never created an amazing friendship or relationship with somebody strictly over text message or email, right? It always happens over the phone or in person. And I've never had a. Great I don't know. We record. all
0: have really good relationships, and we're, it's mainly text.
2: It's all. But it, it happened in person no first. Oh, okay, this, but, is uh, right? this
1: is true. Right. Like we didn't just start texting just each start. other and then be like, "Let's be friends." <laughs> like that didn't happen. We met in person. We hung out. We built rapport, and then it translates to text. You actually just proved my point. Had mm-hmm. we not had that initially, I'm like, "Why are you guys texting me?"
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> show on the.
0: That's all. Have you guys ever watched? Show Imagine Sam just, just being like, "Why are you guys texting me?
2: <laughs> just out of the blue. I have, I have no idea what you are or who you are. We can't hang out. I'm not grabbing anything. We <laughs> don't even. None of us live in the same city. Okay, that's true. Yeah,
1: We're so far away. Yeah, that's
2: true. <laughs> I think initially it got started all over Zoom, and then of course we had in-person meetings and stuff like that. But um, have you guys ever watched that show on Netflix called The Circle?
1: Yes, you ever binge oh that
2: before? Oh my gosh, that, that was like a
0: quarantine show.
2: That was a hundred percent a quarantine show. Me and me and, and Susie binge the last, watched the
0: first season. episode, the first the first season. No mm-hmm. joke. As soon as it came out, I think we were done in like three days.
1: Yeah for sure well that's an what art form it? in and of
2: itself they're starting they're starting relationships essentially just based off of text messages if you think okay about but that it. show yeah. that, that show drives, drives me insane
1: up. like the way that they talk if, if i was being texted the way that they text each other in that show sure, i'd be like you guys are all insane <laughs> 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 you're well, all first you, you got to think of what kind of relationships they
2: built off of that yes there's a prize that's involved that this Essentially, they try to win towards that and they have a social media presence. I guess, obviously, that could go into kind of a different rabbit hole with social media presence and what
1: right. How you present photos
2: could do. Correct, yeah. yeah. But they're building relationships essentially off of text. So I don't want to completely rule out that phone calls should be the way because there's uh, some amazing ways can be creative. Right. They have to. They some have to that your
1: lead doesn't have to respond to your text message because there's some kind of grand prize at the end. If they win you over and convince mm. you that they, are <laughs> they say they are, like, totally <laughs> different. I understand what you're saying. There is power in texting. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I just don't believe that you build true rapport or establish that like real, I'm your realtor, you're my client connection. I don't think that there's yep. any kind of loyalty of built through text messaging. It might build after your initial phone call via texting, but mm-hmm. that's my two cents.
0: I'm just no, thinking of my sense. personal experience. In this in, in, in this instance, uh, talk to a person one time on the phone. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next seven months, they ghosted me. They ghosted my phone calls. They ghosted Mm -hmm. my text messages. Mm -hmm. But being the persistent person that I am, I sent them text messages every single Friday. I didn't call them. Just sent them text messages of new listings that hit the market every single Friday. Nobody uh, responded to me. Nobody, um, I would call them. They ghosted me, ghosted me, ghosted me. I would call them. Probably I don't know once a month, every other month, or every other week, whatever, um, for seven months, and finally, they called me and said, "Hey, well, you know, um, we're ready. We're ready to buy." But here's kind of the funny part that I wish that I knew when I was just like just randomly, not randomly, but like sending these text messages um, of new listings every Saturday. This man and this w- and his wife, they would sit down um, every Saturday morning and have a cup of coffee and then look at the listings that I sent them every single Friday. Had you- I had I known that, I would have been way more optimistic about these text messages that I was sending them <laughs> because literally it was just like, "Hey, here's new listings. Link. Boom. So. <laughs> that was it." <laughs> For seven months. Gosh.
1: Right. To be anyway, not... if you think asking about asking them a question. No. Like, what what would they true. say?
2: <laughs> just <laughs> consistent yes. value add, value maybe add. Maybe I would add. have sold Here's maybe more then, properties.
0: Maybe then I would have sold no. them a house sooner. thought no, i had been like what do you like? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the kitchen?
1: <laughs> Did you look at these? Man, now I'm Did now you? I'm just
0: like now I'm regretting telling that story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no but to be fair you had no idea they don't know you they didn't owe you anything why would they respond but they were enjoying the content they were enjoying getting what you were you were sending to them and the value that you were adding but it took you seven months how many times do you think that you reached out how many touches
0: it was once a Friday for seven months so I don't know whatever that is seven times four thirty times mm-hmm.
2: twenty eight but I mean I'm and that's so sad if you think about it for that have three yeah it's so sad too cuz if you think about the people that typically reach out um that the people that on average that reach out to leads um they only reach out to them what one time one phone call one text message one intro email maybe and then they call it a day that they're like oh they didn't answer me they must not need my help yeah so yeah it's so yeah. sad when it comes to essentially when it comes to that but Sam, do you have a good story on kind of the persistence when it comes to how long you worked with somebody or how long somebody told you no before they essentially came to your door and was like, I'm okay, still yes. working with somebody, honestly, I'm
0: still, I'm still in this process, <laughs> but like Sam, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I thought you said it was only seven months. Probably.
0: There's a different person. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
1: um, I, I don't have one for this specific instance. I think that, you know, the major takeaway, like Robbie didn't take it personal. And if he did, he still continued to show up every Friday to send the text message, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I have stories where I have an, an agent actually with our with our company that her husband had inquired. She had also inquired. They both became my lead and um, called, 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 called. Nothing. They worked a lot. Never answered the phone. Never responded to my text messages. I can't tell you how long. I think it was probably like two, three weeks later of me just like consistently every day calling because this was in my I'm gonna convert every lead that I get phase because I need to <laughs> financially <laughs> and mm-hmm. I got no friends down here and nothing better to do phase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So finally, the husband answered so, and I scheduled the showing. I know, I know, COVID. <laughs> um, I fi- like I finally got him to schedule a showing with me and like in the middle of scheduling a showing, he was like, "I have a realtor, by the way," and I was like, "Great." And just Uh like moved on. So I didn't get to talk to the wife ever until she showed up and she was absolutely adamant that they had a realtor. Um, And I know this is not related to the follow-up question, but push past that. There's a reason why they're shopping on portals. There's a reason why they ended up in your database. Long story short, ended up converting them. We bought a house. She actually decided to get licensed. She became an agent. She started to work for me on my team because she loved working with me so much. No, and we never looked back. Awesome. Back. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I didn't that's know awesome that awesome story. Just, yeah, I don't think yeah. I to, uh, that was the agent that me. we were
1: talking about today on Facebook.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Nice. That I is one story. Literally full circle. Mm-hmm. Of being a team leader, I'm going to recruit you and I'm also going to. Yes, I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna... <record laughs> gonna... to get my yeah. commission first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
1: I wasn't then I'm going to recruit you on the team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just keep oh, pushing. That's
2: excellent. Okay. I think there have... was one story. Yeah, I have one story, and I am not going to lie to you. This is probably my biggest win while I was in production because I, like you did, Sam, you obviously had a really good mentor growing up. Mine was my grandfather who was a broker down in Fort Lauderdale for 50 something odd years. So to say that his CRM was a Rolodex is is essentially what he used to use and call people every single day. Um, So that when I initially got started with our company, I was provided my first batch of leads and I will never forget this because I was sitting down with my grandfather down in South Florida. I was like, listen, I don't know what to do with these leads. He's like, just call them, see what they're doing, build a relationship with them get an understanding on where they're at in the game. They might not be ready. They might not never be ready, but you don't know their backstory yet. Best advice I've ever got. But the one of the original batch of leads that I got, I'll never forget, was this young lady that I've probably in the first seven days, I probably called her at least 10 times, texted her almost every time, and emailed her probably five times in the first week. And this had been a lead that's been sitting in our database for two years. I keep calling past that first week, once a day, every single day, follow up text and follow up email. That's what we basically coined that when we got through training. She finally picks up the phone. And she says, I don't know why you're sending all these text messages, why you're (laughs) calling me every day. I cannot take this every single day. I am at work. I Mm. don't need your help. I said, Mm. okay, perfect. I'll give her a week. Called her a week later, and that's when the relationship started getting really toxic. I got <laughs> cursed out every single time over the phone. She hung up the phone on me, and I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I disconnect the phone? She's like, No, I hung up on you, and then hangs up on me again. That um, is toxic. That <laughs> continues to go on for like every two weeks. I give her two weeks the next time. I call her, still send her a little bit more vi- uh, video emails. Just so i can kind of see that she's still not unsubscribing i could tell that she's viewing the properties that i'm looking at and she picks up the phone one more time and she says listen i know you're gonna keep calling me i know you're gonna keep texting me i know you're gonna keep emailing me i'm gonna let you know we have an agent but please explicitive, do not ever call me again (laughs) i will press charges i said okay perfect not a big deal i see that you guys are working with this person i knew who the agent was because i was pretty in tune with the orlando area um obviously not a agent with us but i get to my wife's birthday and if you've ever been to epcot before at the world showcase obviously if you get to a certain point of the showcase at least halfway through you've had a few beverages at this point (laughs) I get about to the three quarter mark and I get a call on my phone. Don't recognize the number. I was like, "Oh, okay, it must just be one of our spam calls. I don't pick it up. And then about two seconds later, I get another call. I was like, wait a second. Okay. Maybe I might want to pick this up. I pick up the phone. It was her. She <laughs> says, listen, we have submitted 15 offers with our agent and we have not gotten anything accepted. I need you to write an offer right now. He has not answered us in the last 72 hours but I need you to write an offer right now. I kind of stood my ground because obviously it was my wife's birthday and we were out with family and friends told her, I will be glad to reach back out to you tomorrow morning. She said, no, you have to write it right now. I said, unfortunately, I'm in no way, shape or form able to write an offer for you. I will call you at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. We could sit down and kind of talk things over about which properties you want to submit an offer for. After I got off the phone with her, her husband calls and says, listen, I'm so sorry that my wife has been cursing you out over the phone. So he and I built a relationship afterwards (laughs) to say that those two are polar opposites is an (laughs) understatement of the century. Um, So from that point forward, I only worked with the husband. So the husband and I got a good working relationship and I've probably done three or four deals with him up until this point. So to say that there's persistence does pay off. It's really good, even pushing past the times where you're just blatantly getting cursed out over the phone. <laughs> so, I think we
1: should add like a small disclaimer if you were asked to be removed from the list or the oh, call list,
2: for that, should. yes, for that reason, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was actually thinking um, a couple things during this. During this, is if somebody's cussing me out, I'm not sure if I'm really always going to call back hmm second uh yeah, if you want to be busy,
2: go on vacation a hundred percent right or go to hundred percent yeah right, or go to god on your wife's birthday yeah it'll guarantee <laughs> you you'll be writing an offer the next day
0: <laughs> <laughs> like without 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 fail you're gonna be you're gonna be doing something, and uh leads's gonna reach out thousand percent. Yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, but a lot of agents, you know, they do they get one no Mm -hmm. and then that's it.
1: Yeah, they take Uh it personal. They say that person doesn't want me and then they move on and it's it's really a shame.
2: Yeah, I flipped that script on my team the other day and I told them, listen, if I were to tell you that you would make $100,000 this year, but you had to get 200 no's how excited would you get to that point to where you got all of the no's that you needed to make that hundred thousand dollars? I mean, that's basically just flipping point. the script to saying, listen, let's chase after the, no's after the because nose because those are the people that don't need my help right now. Yeah. To find that. Yes. Once you get yeah. that, yes, obviously you're going to be glorified when you see it. But
0: yeah, I always say expect the nose hundred percent. Right. Expect the objections. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always the, the like, a lot of times it's the same objections that we already know. Mm-hmm. So expect mm-hmm. the objections, be ready for it. That's why we have weekly role play. That's why we have um, literally like this is what, something that we talk about on it. On All it. the time, yeah. Yes, with our mm-hmm. agents, one-on-ones, expect the no's. Get ready mm-hmm. for the no's. If you're not ready for the no's, somebody else is. hmm Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I really like that, Sean. I'm gonna steal the. If you could get 200 no's and make a hundred thousand dollars this year, <laughs> I'm gonna too. make it 500 just to just to make there it risky. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll love
0: it. yeah, like hundred thousand dollars. Come on, with inflation, come no, on. no, no, 500 nos for the <laughs> Five hundred. <laughs> <nos. laughs> you need to get a 200 no's You're to really get
2: really gonna
1: need yes. a thousand noses because inflation, yeah. but. Mm. <laughs>
0: speaking of cpi report we are now only five percent inflation so maybe interest rates will come down a little bit but we'll see um when's the next c uh, when's the next fed meeting uh may 5th i believe yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. so we'll see what interest rates are doing then i think right now they are at about six and a half percent for the base probably a little bit 6.75 if you're like a really good buyer um but don't let that stop you when's a good When's a good time to buy sean yeah. anytime and every time okay. anytime yeah. that you have that place <laughs> that you love to yeah when you find the right house that meets your family's mm-hmm. meets that's right all right another thing that i think that is interesting in the real estate um agent realm ai photo shoots
1: oh my god
2: Gosh, my these god. are everywhere <laughs> everywhere right if now. you
0: go on a real estate page everyone is posting their headshots and honestly it's scary because this is the mm. new catfish
1: it's hilarious Definitely. though and i can't tell if anybody's taking them seriously like is anybody utilizing these in their business i mean
0: honestly um yes we all did ours i might throw <laughs> i might throw a couple on the uh on our you know business card maybe I mean, I don't get like professionally photo shoots done on a regular mm-hmm. basis, Sam, right, like right, you do, right, but right.
1: I just like, I don't see the benefit because mm-hmm. they weren't that good. Like you guys, like my photos from the AI shot looked like they looked like me for the most part. There were like six right. or seven. I was like, who is that lady?
0: It's because you uploaded right. 10 really good photo shoots. I'm uploading pictures with my kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but so mm-hmm. what is the benefit?
2: I think it's just because of the, it's cost effective. It's something simple that they can kind of all yeah, like load. 20 bucks so when right. yeah, if $17, they basically get 100. Instead for... of like
1: paying for headshots.
2: Correct. Correct. Got it. Yeah. But honestly
1: Okay,
0: headshots. to be fair, some agents might need that.
2: It. It's yes. only going to get better, right? I mean is it, it is it worse than the old photos of people putting glamour shots that are from like 40 30 yes. 40 years ago yes. like yeah. Yeah, we still right. see those every single day that people that's use that true. in their marketing
1: okay but the glamour shots of the woman you know from 30 years ago who was 40 at the time and is now 70 and still selling real estate mm, that's still just a it with a lot it. of makeup and her hair down mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the ai i mean like <laughs> it gave like crazy fingers it gave me one giant eye and one little eye and i know yes. that they're a little disproportionate but yeah. that was rude if you... and then it <laughs> took away my gap like <laughs> dental surgery did i get yeah. dental surgery yeah my, head
0: yeah, my teeth was my teeth on some were definitely different it gave me six <laughs> fingers on one hand <laughs> yeah. um again this is very new yeah. This is new. I don't know how w- the website that we all use. I have no idea when it was created. But let's say three years from now, somebody uploads one picture and it gives them all these different lifestyle photo shoots. I think sure. that'll be interesting because mm-hmm. we had uploaded 10 and me finding 10 pictures of myself <laughs> was very difficult. I have
2: yeah, I think yeah. I did. I had to go deep. We
0: had to go. I deep. had to go we deep into the in archives. my iPhone. Yes, <laughs> I had to go deep in my iPhone. But um, I thought that it was interesting, because there's some pictures where you're like, mm, that's pretty good. And then you zoom in.
1: Right.
0: And there's something a little bit, a little bit off. About these I will say, I think for
1: <laughs> women. I mean, like for anybody, but for women in particular, like we all struggle so much with, like, oh, like, what color, my, you know, my bangs. I struggle with my bangs. Should I have gotten the bangs? Should I grow the bangs out? What should I do with my bangs? Like that is a normal, I feel like, female perspective on personal appearance. This gave me. We just shot put on a hat with bangs, without bangs. Yes. <laughs> fifteen pounds lighter, fifteen pounds heavier. Like I could see it all, and now I know. I don't know. I haven't made a decision,
0: but
1: I can go back and review <laughs> when I want help.
2: I just love how it gave uh, both Robbie and I the ability to see what our future lives would be like if we were like a Tommy Bahama salesman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you Sam. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, please check the cover photo. This is what basically it spit out as the Tommy Bahama. Yeah, Sam, we're going Sam didn't get
0: a Tommy Bahama. Tough. No, I was harder. really
1: jealous. I would have used that as my business card photo.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you think about all the different aspects that people take headshots, they yes, they do like brand photos in a house or, right. or with some nature backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no lifestyle photos of us in a Hawaiian shirt and, and yeah, selling real estate. It gave it could me a one way or another. It so gave me. A,
0: it gave me he a he couple earrings. earrings. Um, you know, honestly, say, which I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know <laughs> it was like my style, but apparently. <laughs> the AI world thought like, Hey, this guy needs some earrings.
1: That's kind of what I'm mm-hmm. saying. This, like, what if it advances to that point? Like before you go to the hair salon, before you go to the boutique to buy clothes, before you go to try on wedding dresses, I can't think of any male related topics right now. And I'm so sorry, but so what like... if you
2: could actually grow a beard and make it look super full? Yeah. That, <laughs> right. That's what it looks like.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, Should second. you grow your beard out <laughs> or better yet? <clears throat> what do I look like during no shape November? And then it's just like, just, <laughs> super
2: scraggly in <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. No, I think that this could be a really useful tool if it's applied that way. But if it's just like, hey, this is what I look like now and I'm gonna post it everywhere and use it as like my profile image for for work, mm. I think is it's worse than the billboards for sure. Yeah.
2: For sure. Man. But
0: I think some agents need it. <laughs> that's true.
2: yeah. I, don't I know. could see that. I don't.
0: I I'm just looking at uh, agents' signatures um, yeah, on their emails,
2: that's and true.
0: you know, honestly, I just think that a glow up could help them. Could do them well.
2: Not to offend anybody, but you do see some of those people that have pulled. You like, know who you are out of there. Well, <laughs> well honestly, some, there and it looks like a mugshot. Honestly, like, yeah. some there's people some of them that, that, that put out. forward-facing brand photos that look like a mugshot, and it's unfortunate. So,
0: yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're holding your phone and it's like above your body, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe look into an AI. AI, Yes. And it like Mm kind of sees partial of your arm. Maybe look into Mm -hmm. an AI photo shoot. I think that you would probably benefit.
1: Or Or hire a photographer, a real life person, a small business you can support and Mm -hmm. get, and get a personal approach. Is this plugs? Are we plugging? I mean, I love yeah. my brand photographer. If you're in Tampa, you need to go check out Sierra's Creative. I have absolutely no problem plugging her. She's amazing. But I do think it's a worthwhile investment if you're in this industry.
2: Right. Yeah. Especially for those well, I mean... that are just getting started too, because I literally took out my best friend's wife to dinner to say, hey, listen, I know you have a professional photo. I know you're trying to build your brand, build your photography business. Let me take you and your husband out to dinner. And just get brand photos. That'd be great. That's a great way to kind of start. That's awesome. Yeah, let me take you to happy people out there. So and just take like ten pictures of me.
0: Right. (laughs) Try to make. (laughs) You're like old. Like holding (laughs) your like old fashioned. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. Moving on, Sean. Oh, we got some would you rather's. Would you rather's
2: that you didn't have last week? Do you have this week? I have some great ones. Shameless plug that I did use chat for some of the ideas, but they came up with some good ones and I kind of wasn't a fail. Them a little bit further. It was not a fail. So no shame <laughs> because it was not a fail. It did not create a shopping list that essentially didn't have half of my items. Uh, um, so would you rather, and this is from you and your production days, would you rather have a steady stream of clients Or the occasional high-end clients? steady stream.
1: Yeah, steady stream. Over the the high-end
0: clients? Yeah. I'm working with four high-end
2: clients for four years. Mm. Mm. I can see that. I can see that. And plus all of that steady stream of clients will obviously build out your repeat and referral. So, got it. Yeah.
1: You do have to work so much more, though.
0: Or do and, you? Yeah. So we started off looking at like huge homes to like million dollar lots, uh, mm-hmm. million dollar homes, multi million dollar homes on the water, and now just back to land lots. Four years. Mm-hmm. Wow. First, oh, first weird. lead. <laughs> first lead. Wow. more than four,
2: More than more than four years. Four and a half years. Yeah. What did you pick? China? Definitely some persistence. Um. Honestly, the steady stream only for the repeat and referral business. That's going to stream from it. Obviously, if you build out that experience enough with them that they're going to want to recommend other people. So that'll build it out over the occasional high-end clients. As much as that would be an amazing thing to kind of tap into the luxury market, I think the steady stream of clients would be the way I go. Yeah,
1: interesting.
2: But next one we have is more or less kind of putting your team leader hat for these next two. Would you rather work with a team member or team or basically an agent on your team who is proactive and takes initiative or a team, an agent on your team that prefers to wait for instructions before taking action? This might be almost too easy to answer. right?
1: That's tough though. Because what actually. if they're good Oh my gosh. So Sam's gonna long. come up
0: Sam's gonna come up with like <laughs> an explanation that makes sense and I'm gonna change my mind. But for right Here's now it's thing. the first one.
1: Here's my thing. Actually, Sean, what you answer. What do you think?
2: <laughs> no no. I wanna hear your explanation just in case I need okay. to switch because I already I've have what I would do. Um,
1: extremely proactive agents that just take it all under their the, What is the quotes
2: I was around that. that, Why do we need the air quotes on this?
1: I promise. Pro- like, like, they think that they're proactive. They think that they're just, like, taking it on on their own. They're going to get it all done. And then later come to me and be like, hey, just so you know, I did this. But they did it so wrong and got themselves into such a hole that now <laughs> hmm. the work to get them out of that hole is at least three times the size of had they just called me before they did anything and we got it right the first time
0: sure honestly honestly
2: that did not make any sense
1: it does make sense oh, they, no. it
2: does make sense it does make sense because if they deep if they dig themselves in such a rut that the I'm only way example is okay i'll give you I an
1: mean, example talk about this, this did the... not happen
2: go ahead no 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 i Hypothetical. was gonna basically just throw it back i was gonna throw it back to the addendum story
1: That's a perfect one. Hypothetically. Yeah. No, the the addendum one's great, right? I wasn't asked which addendum should be used. The wrong addendum was used because the agent thought that they knew which one to use It ended up not being executed because it was the wrong one for the contract. And then guess what? At the end of the day, right before the closing happened, the agent ended up having to pay $1,500 and it could have been so much worse. Right. Like we had to work to get them to accept the credit at the end to make it all better and get us all to the closing table. But it could have been so much worse. Here's another one for you, Robbie, if that one didn't win you over. agent decides to go out. They're doing their first listing. They're super excited. It's a weekend. They don't feel like they want to call me and bother me with this. Hypothetically, right? Allegedly. Hypothetically, totally hypothetical. They go ahead, get the entire listing agreement completely executed they go live on the MLS on Monday. They tell me about it Tuesday when they're reviewing offers.
0: Okay, the Listing agreement
1: doesn't have the full compensation on it. Now we're mm. only owed 2% commission because they didn't know how to fill it out.
2: Okay. Yeah. I've been in this situation, so I get it now. <laughs> yep,
0: Right? Damn it. My thing. answer
2: from the get-go was <laughs> I'd rather somebody be a quote-unquote bother to me to oh, ask God. me something Ten before something is... Proactively it's really, bother you know, me. Right. Yes. Yes. That's it's a good a
1: compromise. It's never, never a bother. A bother.
0: <laughs> if you're being proactive, you probably need some help. So like, just come, just come to me. Yeah. Lean on your support
2: yeah. system.
1: I right, was so... one of those annoying agents in production that like <laughs> always reached out with my solution. I'm like, this is the problem. These are my two options. This is what I'm going to do. And then my teammate at the time would be like, yeah, that sounds totally fine. I'd be like, great. And then I'd hang up. Like I just needed yeah. that kind of confirmation.
0: Yeah, that was and I yeah. Love that yeah. I get that. That, that that's exactly. how I was too. I always had a solution. I wasn't. It was rare when I would call my team leader and I'd be like, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> uh, there was usually a solution, which is probably yeah. why we're in the position that
2: we are today. <laughs> sure, that's fair. Yeah. That's no. the ideal
1: agent, though.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so our next one is, still with your team le- team leader hat, is would you rather have an agent who is outgoing and charismatic, but struggles with attention to detail, or an agent who is more introverted, but super highly detail-oriented?
0: I think I can work with an introvert.
2: Damn it, is Sam. that out of is that out of a personal preference like is <laughs> yeah. you know, I would like rather work, with, I would you know, rather work with between the two of them
0: Okay before Sam goes because I went before her last time and I'm going to go before her this time um, I think that I'd rather work with a detailed oriented introvert All right Sam ruin it.
1: <laughs> I want to know what Sean thinks before we <laughs> <I> ruin
2: it <laughs> I love charismatic people Um, mainly for the fact that not only do they breed charisma to the clients that they serve, but they all breed charisma to the team. Obviously they bring a little bit more inspiration to the team. And I love that about those people. Yes. We can sit here and teach them how to be more detail oriented by leveraging other tools and stuff like that. It's hard to get an introvert out of their realm. To really say, listen, I need you to be in this relationship business and speak to people when you don't have that ability to speak to people. Your files might be fantastic. They might be up to compliance every single time. But you struggle with actually grasping the concept of connecting with people. So I I would take charisma all day.
1: I mean, Sean hit the nail on the head, right? I can put processes in place. I can create systems. I can create checks and balances to make sure that that non-attention oriented or attention detailed oriented person has some kind of like, okay, let's make sure you did this right. Let's make sure we got all of our paperwork in we checked all the, all the boxes. Pulling that introverted person out into a person to person industry is, is very difficult. Um, but I think there's levels to that. It would it would depend on how severe that introverted person is. I, mm-hmm. I am introverted. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. I I'm really clam up in a group of people. Mm-hmm. But one-on-one, so like me to a client, easy cakes. They don't yeah. know me. They don't know what I'm supposed to say. I can win that all day. So introverted to a point, okay, no problem. But if you're like completely closed off and have an issue talking with somebody over the phone that you don't know, it's probably not going to work.
2: Yeah. So not to say that you're wrong, Robbie, but yeah. Not to say that you're wrong, Robbie, but you might be a
1: you're definitely wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking I'm just thinking of some agents that I have personally. And Mm -hmm. I think that most of them were introverts. And I can pull them out of that. Whereas my problem agents were the ones that were real charismatic. That's
1: that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a slow burn. Like you got to really work on that.
0: That first. It's year. a it's a it's a grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a grind winning or uh, uh, giving that person confidence. It's a grind. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, whereas I think I'm going to come up come, have problems with somebody who is more charismatic. Because I'm I'm a, but that's also because I'm I'm an intro I'm. I don't, I like just being there, having a good time. I'm not someone that's on like um, the tables, you yeah. know, um, at the bar. Right. Me so, yeah. so, I mean, I, okay. That's Robbie. If Ron was here, no, I'm just kidding. If you <laughs> if, um,
1: are not bringing
0: up all three. Egos. <laughs> oh yeah. Drunk all, all three goes, but I'm, I'm saying like, you know, Robbie, if Robbie is there. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm just like Sam. One-on-one, we're going to have a great conversation. I'm going to tell you all the things that you need to know. Mm -hmm. This year, coming out of my shell and kind of really focusing on social media is a real struggle um, coming up with or or just kind of putting on that persona and confidence. Um, So I think that it's easier for me to connect with somebody that has less charisma. But it's more detail oriented. But I'm going to stick to my original answer on
2: that one. Nice. Stick to your guns, Robbie. All yeah, right. The wrap stick- the last one up. This one's a little bit on the other side of going back to production yeah. mode. But that's a fun one. Like, would you rather sell a house that used to be a meth lab or sell a house that is haunted? <laughs> Yes, chat GBT. put pretty, that one out in the universe. Oh my gosh! Because it's a
1: pretty obvious one, right?
2: Yes, math. Uh,
1: yeah, haunted else. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait a second. <laughs> Obviously, it's not obvious here. Which side or would we do?
1: Imagine the disclosures <laughs> that you would have to do Absolutely. if it was a previous meth lab.
2: Me and
0: me and Sam just don't agree on ninety <laughs> percent.
1: I... I mean, listen, <laughs> meth, right? there so i did i tell this story about the weed farm in the basement of a house on here that was somewhere else i'll tell that story a whole different episode because it's a great showing story but when you have some kind of like chemical lab some kind of grow lab in your home you have to disclose all of that stuff because it creates additional moisture in the air which potentially leads to like additional mildew or mold or like organic substance like, all of that stuff would have to be disclosed. You would literally have to tell people, this used to be a meth lab.
2: Well, how would you feel as the agent walking your buyers into a haunted house and being like, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, this is a great house for you to live in. Just watch out for Gertrude, who kind of stumbles down the steps every so often. I mean, I think that, would you, we don't have you feel to disclose a, that. I know we I don't really, have to disclose it. but I
1: think it really depends on if you believe in ghosts or not. Do you guys believe in ghosts?
0: Apparently, I... okay, so apparently the pl- place that I currently live, currently,
1: there's, is mul- a ghost. <laughs>
0: there's multiple ghosts. <laughs> the, the current building that I live in, there's multiple ghosts. Um I've lived here for over a, a year, have seen zero. Mm-hmm. Um My okay. wife, on the other hand, and my father-in-law apparently see them regularly. So I don't know... Um, I don't know. I my life hasn't changed, basically. I don't. So I ghost... don't
1: believe at all. So I think like, this house is haunted.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 you
1: guys have really cool Halloween's here. like <laughs> Yeah,
2: like it's, it's, it's gonna be extra dramatic. It be the attraction to the neighborhood. <laughs> all these little kids running around and around Hollywood or Halloween. Perfect. Yes.
1: Just imagine the lawsuits yeah. after you sold the meth lab house to somebody, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have meth." It was allegedly
0: a meth lab house. A meth
2: lab house. Allegedly. No,
1: you would have to know yes. that. Legitimately,
2: previous owners three times before you guys was running a meth lab out of this house.
1: Oh, well, how many years? Is it like lead-based paint? Can we just like thirty layers gosh, over? it <laughs> Don't eat I'm going to
0: have to talk yes. to our attorney about that because <laughs> I'm not sure if you have to disclose if it's a meth lab or not. I feel like Florida Hotline um, question for you and just see. Yeah. This is a question for Florida Hotline. That's We, sh- that's t- valid. we should follow we'll, up on We'll this next TikTok it. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: was such and a then- subtle dig, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: man. (laughs) All right, Sam, take us away. All right,
1: guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, And as always, this stays just between us agents, and we'll be back next week with some more fun talks for you.